Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom and expansion and rest in Christ Jesus. Today is a wonderful day. Today, we're going to be talking about deliverance. This is a part three series of deliverance, but today we're going to be talking about the courts of heaven and the courts of heaven and how it pertains to the word of God and how many, many of you have been praying for years for things to manifest and praying for loved ones, uh, just having different prayer requests that you have not seen any fruit or you have not seen that promise of that prayer come to fruition. Well, I'm here today to tell you that there are different strategies from heaven's throne that God will give you to actually get a breakthrough or get those prayers answered. And today we're going to be talking about the courts of heaven. This is astounding and it's actually amazing. I, guys, I can't take any credit. This is all glory to God. He's leading me in this direction. He's led me in this direction before when I ministered out of the courts of heaven, but this time it's more revelation that he has revealed to me. And I'm going to keep it real simple. And I'm feeling like this is going to be a continual series um, because there's a lot to cover and there's a lot to know. Um, God wants you to have the very best and he, his mercy endureth forever. It is his will that he give us the kingdom and the keys to the kingdom consist of different strategies and different ways that God will give us to defeat the enemy and to come into our promise and our blessings that has been held up for generations. Some of the promises that have gone forth, um, the prophetic words that have been spoken over your life and has not manifested. And, and, and as a matter of fact, your parents or grandparents haven't even seen the promises manifested. But I'm here today to tell you that God is bringing me to deliver a word of breakthrough, freedom, and deliverance through the courts of heaven and learning how to operate in the courts of heaven, learning how to get prayers answered, learning how to just move in the spiritual realm. Um, and as it relates to getting a breakthrough and getting your deliverance. So people have been praying for years. Um, there's, and I'm looking to the side because I have my notes over here. Have, you have been praying for years um, on different matters and different circumstances to change. And you have been robbed of something that you don't seem to be experiencing justice. Then maybe it's time you look to having your case heard in the courtroom of heaven. And the good thing about the courtroom of heaven is God is the judge. And because our daddy God is the judge, that means that God delivers out of mercy, verdicts out of mercy. But one thing we need to remember as believers, we know that the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. And the Bible says that he goes to and for consistently seeking whom he may devour or seeking whom he can put an accusation against. And to keep it really simple and how God has revealed this to me, um, I'm keep it really simple. I don't want to complicate it because God is not complicated. But if we can just look at the courts in the natural realm and just kind of compare it, because remember I said in the last video, everything that you see happening on earth is just a replica of what's in heaven. So just like the natural realm has courts, Heaven also has courts and cases are heard in heaven as well. And God is the judge and Jesus is our advocate. It says it in the Bible. What is an advocate? An advocate is your representation. A person who is an advocate for you is advocating on your behalf. Um, 
All of this is resting on the finished work of the cross because a lot of times we can't see breakthroughs and we can't see deliverances from different things and generational curses because the enemy has a legal right. And when there's legality involved in things, God is not going to go back on his word. So for a good example, the Bible, this Bible is Jesus in word form. Okay. This Bible is the word of God. The, the, the word of God says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word stands forever. When a king issues a decree, these are decrees. These are promises. These are um, laws. Okay. These are different things, cursing and blessing for obedience, disobedience, blessings for obedience, disobedience is curses. Okay. All of this from the Old Testament to the New Testament. This is God's word. God will never go back on his word. Okay. So with that being said, if you're looking at it like that, think of the natural courtroom. Okay. You think of the natural courtroom when there's a case being brought against someone. And when that person is standing there, that person has legal aid and legal aid in our case is the Holy Spirit. That person has an attorney, that person, which is Jesus, our advocate, and that person there is a judge. And the accuser is the person who's bringing, which in our case is Satan, the person who's bringing the accusations against that, that individual. So when you look at it in a, in a case like that, you know, as well as I know, how the natural courts work and how the natural courts work is innocent until proven guilty. So our cases has to be proven in the heavenly realm and the courts of heaven, meaning we can say God is grace, God is mercy, and he is all of those things. But the, the thing as believers, believers, as what we would need to really understand is God is not going back on his word. So what the enemy does is bring accusations against you. So just say, for instance, you've fallen into sin, right? But you never repented for the sin um, and you're praying and asking God for something. And you're wondering why God has never answered your prayer. Well, what's happening is the enemy is the accuser, the brother, and he's up there making accusations against the saints of God, okay, against the believers of God. And even though you may be praying a prayer, that prayer can't be answered because in the word of God, it says um, sexual immorality is a sin, right? So there was no repentance for the sin. Um, there's no... Um, 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 godly sorrow with rep repentance. There's no, um, nothing has been done. The sin is still in operation in our life, right? And we know that by the blood of Jesus, we've over, we've overcome, but we've never taken the steps that God has requested of us to actually be forgiven for things that we've done. Even the iniquities and the sins of our mothers and fathers and generational curses, we have to repent for Okay, because those sins are still being operation in our life. And that's what he does. He go on the bloodline. The enemy does. And he'll go on the bloodline and he'll say, well, wait a minute. This sin that her mom committed, whenever she committed it, she never, her mom never repented for it. And as a result, it's a generational curse. Right. And it's still moving and operating in our lives. But we know God, Jesus has broken that off of us. But it's not enough to say that just because 
we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior that all of everything just goes away and, and blessings just fall from heaven. We know better than that as believers. So this is just another strategy that God has given us, another weapon of war that we can go boldly before the throne of grace and we can come to him knowing that by the power and the blood of Jesus, we are able to stand in the presence of God and we are able to get the results that we we need to get for our breakthrough and our release. And it's the good, Father's good pleasure to give his children the kingdom. And that is part of be, being in the kingdom of God. You have full access to everything. Every believer has full access to the keys of the kingdom of God. It's just knowing a matter of how to access those keys and 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 the strategy that God would give us to actually um, <clears throat> get that breakthrough. So let me just read here. It says, people live in perpetual condemnation. They live from trauma to trauma and drama to drama with no visible difference in their life than that of the, an unbeliever. So you can look at some believers and unbelievers and you're like, you don't know which one is saved and which one is not saved because they're dealing with the same issues and it don't seem like we have breakthroughs just like the unbelievers don't have breakthroughs, right? Believers are sick, diseased, and die prematurely. They live in lack, need, and even poverty. Divorce and family breakup occur as well as, ch as children in the, being in the body of Christ. Taking captive in rebellion, drug addiction, and all sorts of atrocities. And the list could go on. This is all incurring in spite of what Jesus has legally done for us on the cross. This is because there has been no one to execute into place the, rea the reality of the verdict based on the virtues of the cross. We as people of God are those who are the elect and have favor before the Lord to stand in, the, in his courts. We as the corporate people of God are the agency or church that has the right to petition the courts for all that was legally set in place to become functional. The reason we see the travesties we have mentioned and many others in spite of all that Jesus did and accomplished is because there has been no one to demand in the courts of heaven the verdict executed into place. We must know how to come before God as the judge and all and make our case based on Jesus work and require the verdict to be re to honor. So it's not enough to say Jesus died on the cross so everything just goes away. You have to come and verbally execute this these rights that you have. A good example is if you go to the natural courts and you see um, how things go in the natural courts, the person who has the most expensive attorney and the best legal representation is the one that typically has a better outcome in the case, right? Versus the one that has the public defender and the one who's just doing things on their own or they don't have anyone to represent them. It's the same thing. So if you look at the courts of heaven, it's like we have not been represented the right way because we have not invoked these strategies that God has given us to come and do these things. And you may say, well, I didn't know that. Well, this is why God, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth and he'll allow people to write wonderful books. This is by Robert Henderson, The Courts of Heaven. I love it. It's absolutely amazing, guys. And I have two more books on The Courts of Heaven. Uh, one another author wrote, but I have two books of his, but he even has the prayers 
the prayers. I stand on a lot of shoulders. I stand, I read a lot of books. I, I do a lot of research. Um, I don't believe that, that the answer can be in one person, that the, the answers that God gives us, we have to be flexible to other people's giftings and other people's downloads that they get from God as well. It takes the entire body to make this thing work. So we stand on a lot of shoulders of a lot of people that have gone before us, that have paved the way that God has used mightily. It's still all God. Everything is still God, but it's still a matter of being open to new strategies from heaven's throne and being able to receive and be teachable that we may be able to get a breakthrough and get our freedom in Christ Jesus. So, um, so we see in these travesties and we have mentioned in many others in spite of all Jesus did to accomplish this because they have been um, no one to, to demand in the courts of heaven, the verdict executed into place. So basically it's like we go to the heavenly courts, right? So I just want to implore you to, if you have a court case going on right now, I implore you to go to the courts of heaven because I read an amazing story in here of how they went to the courts of heaven regarding a court case that was actually in the natural um, going on for this individual. And he was interested to see how it was going to play out because they had already took it to the courts of heaven, right? And it's amazing how he said it all played out um, when they went to court that this was a particular judge that nobody wanted this person to get. Um, all the odds were stacked against this person and they just didn't see no, really no outcome. It was really a miracle. Um, the judge in the natural laid everything out to why they should prosecute and throw the keys away. But the blessings of God, because they had already taken it to the courts of heaven, the blessings of God, the judge just said he was just going to give him another chance and he threw the, threw the entire thing out. Now, that was nobody but God because we know that it's so many people that are locked away for things that they didn't even do. They have gone to jail for, for even le less crimes and have, get, have been given huge sentences. I want to implore you, if you know someone in your family or you, you yourself have a court case going on, I implore you because you can go to the courts of heaven on behalf of someone else. You can stand in the gap. That's what intercession is. And you can go and petition God for that particular individual. So if you know of someone that is going through a court case or you yourself is going through something, I want to implore you, saints of God, to go to the courts of heaven because, because God and his mercy is amazing, but it's just a matter of knowing what to do and how to do it and when to do it. So we come. why do we come before the courts of heaven? Our father in heaven has many roles. And as we approach him differently as to which role he is fulfilling at that particular moment, when God is in the court as our judge, we come before him in awe. The truth is that God judges out of love. He is a God of love. And that's a difference in you letting a judge in the natural judge you and there's no love there. There's nothing but facts and evidence. And you're basing that off of his generosity. But we know that God loves us immensely. So I would implore you to go before the throne of heaven and go before the courts of heaven before you go to the natural courts. Or if you just petitioning God for a certain thing. Petitioning the courts of heaven. The Holy Spirit may specifically invite us to bring a particular matter to the courts of heaven. This may come as an impression or arise out of 
um, re realizing that we need something settled. We may simply find ourselves brought to the courts of heaven, even in a vision. But we have to know that faith is going to be the currency of this. Faith is the currency of heaven, guys. We have to exercise our faith, even if we don't see anything, even if we don't feel anything. Okay. But the mere fact that you're watching this is God wanted you to know that there's another way. I always tell people there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way to skin a cat. You hear this? <laughs> I'm going to go on anyway. Every time I get on here, it's all kinds of noises going on. It's a distraction. But anyway, so there's more than one way to uh, skin a cat. So ask the Holy Spirit to show you which matters are to be bought in the courts of heaven, when and with whom he is our, he is our intercessor, right? And our advocate. And we come to seek um, the invention of God as our judge, okay? The intervention, I'm sorry, as God as our judge. There's a difference between a prayer and a petition, okay? So just because you're praying don't mean that you're petitioning God. Prayers cover all aspects of requests. A petition is defined as a formal written request to a court requesting judicial action on a certain matter. Example, a petition is a prayer, is a legal presentation before the judge requesting a verdict from heaven's court. So if you're petitioning the court, you're petitioning the court for something uh, uh, specific. So these are what I call bullseye prayers. If you want to hit the bullseye, you got to be specific. You hear it on YouTube all the time, niche down, niche down, niche down, but it's the same thing. So if you're petitioning God for a particular matter, be very specific in that matter, but allow the Holy Spirit to still lead you in whatever he wants to say. So make your petition specific by asking in what areas are you seeking justice? What results are you specifically seeking? On what basis is there legal precedent through God's word? What adversary is preventing you from receiving justice and whom are you seeking justice for? You have to be specific. So if you're interceding on the behalf of someone else, like I said, in the courts of heaven, you have to know that um, you can do that. But just make sure you're being specific, okay? So there's courtroom etiquette. There's different, you know, there's even statute of limitations, guys. There's statute of limitations. So a good example, there are three realms of prayer. So three realms of prayer, um, you can see God as father. You can see God as a judge. And you can see God as a friend. And the, you see this throughout the Bible where you see God as a father, in the Bible, and you also see God as a judge in the Bible, and you also see God as a friend. A good example would be Moses and Abraham. They had an awesome relationship with God. God called Abraham his friend. So it's kind of like you. If you are a father or if you are a mother, you're also probably an auntie. You're also probably a sister or a brother. You're also probably, so you have more than one function and one role. Again, everything in, on earth is a replica of heaven. So that's a simplified way of looking at how God operates in different realms and different authorities in the kingdom of heaven. So we're looked at as mom, sister, you know, uh, friend, auntie, um, uh, employee, um, business owner, um, all kinds of different ways that you are you have different capacities and you deal with things differently based on who it is and what it's for.
So if you're talking to one of your children, you're not going to deal with one of your children the same way you would deal with an employee if you are a business owner. You're not going to deal with your niece the same way you deal with your your biological child. You're not going to deal with uh, different situations and things based on your role of leadership, okay? So just know that that's the way God view us. And because he is our father, you know that for your kids, you're going to have a whole different, it's a whole different situation when you're dealing with your child. That's a whole different thing. You're going to be more merciful. You're going to be more gracious. You're going to be more forgiving. You're going to be more open to hear, to listen. You want your kids to succeed. You want your kids to be prosperous. You don't want your kids to be bound and in poverty and lack and 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 wrapped up in all kinds of bondages. As a father, when we go to him as judge, that's where the mercy and grace comes in at. And Jesus being our advocate, let me give you an example. So I was watching... Um, I like Destiny Image, near-death experiences. I, I like looking at that on YouTube. And uh, Randy Kay is the guy who always doing the podcast. And it was one particular episode on here where the lady um, found herself in heaven. Now, she had a near-death experience, and she was instantly met Jesus. She instantly saw Jesus. And they were going into this big building, which look, symbolizes a courtroom. And so as they was walking in the courtroom, I mean, walking to the building, she was looking at Jesus. She was like, am I going to be judged? Am I going to be judged? And Jesus was like, no, you're not going to be judged. And then she said, well, where are we going? You know, she's like, where are we going? So he was like, I'm bringing you to um, the father, you know, to because she had a sickness or some kind of ailment or some kind of illness going on, which is why she had a near-death experience. And... Um, be, um, you've been pleading my blood and I'm, I'm going to be your advocate. Um, and, and it has to go before the father. So uh, just keep pleading my blood is what he said. And because you plead my blood over your sickness and your disease, the enemy has no right to keep that on you. So I thought that was very interesting and very interesting that I saw that and I'm studying the courts of heaven. You know, God was really preparing me for this, um, to teach this. And I thought that was interesting because the first thing that came to her mind, she thought she was being judged because it. they went up to the bench and God was sitting on the throne. You know, he was sitting there as the judge and Jesus was talking to the father. And she said she never took her eyes off Jesus. She just kept her head turned that way. But she did see when they walked in, it was thousands upon thousands of angels in there. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands but she said she was just so you know afraid she just kept her head towards Jesus and kept her eyes on him the whole time and she said she wished she had turned her head and looked because it was so much going on in there and there was so much glory but um how he was talking to the father and talking to um but the question Jesus did ask her he did say to her he said uh um are you willing to give me what you have and she was like yeah, you know, but then later on, what she found out was it was two people that she had not forgiven. So he said, are you willing to forgive them? And she said, yes. So see how this plays a part in deliverance, um, because in his word, this Bible, it says that if you do not forgive your 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 people that your heavenly father will not forgive you when you stand and pray. 
So your prayers are not getting through. Your prayers are being hindered for things like that. That's why I say whatever the Holy Spirit brings to your mind, bring to your remembrance and, and whatever he prompts you to do, even if you felt like, because she said she had felt like she had forgiven those people. But then she realized she really didn't. She really didn't. So basically what God was showing her was on the surface. It, you didn't really go deep. You didn't go deep. So what God is telling us today is he wants us to go deep. And and I was up last night because he had me reading um, this and reading the word. And I was up last night doing some prayers out of, you know, the Course of Heaven book. And whatever the Holy Spirit would bring up in my bloodline and whatever he would bring up in my bloodline, I would just write that down, whether it was um, sexual sin, witchcraft, whether, whether it was um, um, unbelief, whether it was unforgiveness, whatever it was, I wrote it down. I was writing it down. And then I, when I went to, to the courts of heaven, I began to name those things. And so that when... The enemy came to accuse and my prayer or my petition would get through. So what ends up happening is when you ask for something like with Daniel, Daniel prayer was holed up, right? For 21 days, he, because the angels was fighting the Prince of Persia. So it wasn't that God didn't answer, but it was just being held up. So the enemy, what he'll try to do is hold up the prayers. And what sometimes, why you never see the manifestation of your prayers is because he has a legal right because he knows the word inside and out. He knows the word better than the believers. And he has a legal right to keep you in bondage. And until that <clears throat> is broken <clears throat> off of you, <clears throat> excuse me, until that is broken off of you, that prayer is not going anywhere. Now, that's not the case for every single prayer. Sometimes we pray, it comes through, God answers. It's not for every single thing, but specific things that, that have been held up that you know you should have seen a breakthrough by now. That may that may mean you that that may mean you may need to go in a different direction and do a different strategy and go to the courts of heaven and get this thing broken. So the name of the book is Robert Henderson, The Courts of Heaven Operating. I got this from Amazon, guys. So I think the book was probably 12 or 17 bucks. And I got another one. It's another small one. Um, here it is. This one is amazing. And these are the little prayers that I was doing. Okay. It's amazing. Um, again, I stand on a lot of shoulders. Uh, I don't profess to know it all i whatever god give me and whoever he give it you know give it to me through that's exactly what the way i'm going you know because i believe that we learn things freely we have been given so freely we give right that's how it works in the body of christ we share we love each other and we give away whatever god wants us to give away to his people we give away it's not about us it's not about thinking we know it all or making people think that we got this revelation. No, sometimes revelation comes in the form of not just the word of God, but it comes in the revelation of another believer that has an anointing that we don't have. So it's just a matter of being teachable, being humble, and being able to share what we learn so that someone else can get the same breakthrough. That's what God was telling me. Let others feel the peace that you feel. The, the things that, you, that, that I have shown you, it's now time for you to share with other people. So... Um, there's a statue of limitations in the court of heaven as well. 
So just know that even in Exodus 20 and 5, God said, You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who, who hate me. The devil, has a, the devil, as a legal being, can only operate within the confine of God's law. He cannot make up his own standards and implement them. He seeks to use the law and the word of the Lord against us and exploit us with it. He does not have the right to use anything past four generations in our bloodline unless we grant it to him. And my former, and so he goes on to talk about it in his former days or whatever. But that's the key. The key is what is being held up? Why is it being held up? Um, and he knows the word. You see what I'm saying? So it's not that God don't want to answer our prayers. It's never that. It's the, God, the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom of God, to give you the keys. That's not what it's about. It's about this word. This word is in the, a decree. It stands forever. Just like we, when, we, when we hear in the blessings of God and all of that, and uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And, and listen to this. And every tongue that rises up against me will be dismissed as a liar or will be condemned or found to be in the wrong, depending on which translation you, you're reading. But no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me, that is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord and their vindication is from me vindication. These are all legal terms, court terms. Okay, guys. So when he used so we have the right to condemn the words of the enemy by and through the power of the blood of Jesus, but we have to get our case heard. We have to go before the throne and get our case heard. Okay. So once you have repented and humbled yourself and, and God has shown you what to repent for and all that good stuff, these are ways to break the enemy's hold, to break his hold from over your life and from the life of your family and your children and over the things that the promises that God has promised you. It's like you don't want to keep getting prophetic words and keep getting good because the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. You don't want a sick heart because what happens is you start to get weary and well doing, right? And you're like, well, Lord, you said, hold on. You said, have faith and I'm doing all of this, but I don't see anything. You need another strategy. I'm always asking God to give me a strategy, to give me a way, a breakthrough, to show me what's why my prayers are not being answered. It's not enough to say, oh, my prayers are not being answered. Ask God to show you why. Ask God to give you a strategy. This may not be the strategy. Maybe it's another strategy he want to give you. Because I'm telling you right now, I got an arsenal going on here. I got a lot of different things that God has given me over the years to use. And I've, I stand on a lot of shoulders of a lot of different teachings of deliverance of, of all kinds of things that to the natural man probably don't even make sense. And some of the conferences I've gone to, it's, it, it, we look crazy in there, but it's all God. It's all God. And the thing about it is you can't box him in, guys. You can't box him in. You cannot box him in. What do I mean when I say that? Meaning you think in one way is the only way. So I pray and I plead the blood of Jesus and I bind the enemy and I don't see nothing. No, this thing, this heavenly realm is 
powerful. It's strategic. There's divine order. There's rankings. When you come to angels, you got archangels, you got cherubims, you got all kinds of rankings. And in, in the kingdom of darkness, it's the same way. They got generals. They got, they got the little minions. They got the, it's different rankings. So depending on your situation and depending on the type of situation you may have, it may, it may require a fast. It may require a higher level in the spiritual realm that you need to touch in order to get that promise through and get that breakthrough that you need. I'm telling you from experience. I'm not telling you from me just sitting here talking. I'm telling you from experience and the things that God has shown me, even in the area of medicine and how the spirit, that's what we get the spirit of uh, the pharmacite. We get the word pharmaceutical from and how the enemy is even in that. And I'm not saying that medicine is not good, doctors is not good. Please don't go there. I'm not saying that at all because doctors are a gift from God. What I am saying is sometimes things are hidden that you don't even know is causing you illnesses or sickness or disease or um and you gotta be you don't have to be super spiritual to even know that. You can hear the 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 <laughs> the when 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 you hear a commercial and you hear the uh medicine that they're uh, advertising, you hear all the side effects. So it, it's not even like you have to be super spiritual to know that medicine do have side effects. Okay. So, but I'm saying all of this to say is, um, um, this is another strategy and another way that God has given us to actually enter into the, um, courts of heaven and get our prayers answered and get our breakthroughs. And then he may give you another strategy, uh, maybe a fast, or he may give you another strategy, maybe a, a, um, any kind of attachment or something that is a witchcraft or something that's maybe in your home that you need to remove from your home. That may be your breakthrough right there. And sometimes your breakthrough just come in a form of a word of instruction that you have ignored. And a word of instruction that he has been giving you that you have ignored, that you have not even acted upon. And that's just a form of disobedience. So we have to repent for that and go ahead and act on the word. So if you know God has told you something or given you a word of instruction or told you to do something and you have not done it, that could be holding up your breakthrough. So breakthrough comes in all forms and shapes and sizes, depending on how the Holy Spirit wants to give it to you. And only he knows exactly what spirit is in operation and what it's going to take for that thing to be broken off of you. And again, it's not that God doesn't want to bless us and set us free. It's the fact that this word ain't going nowhere. He's not going to override his word, guys. He's not going to do it. He's, so if Satan knows that... Um, one of the sins that we have committed or the iniquities of the fathers or the mothers or the grandparents and all this stuff is still in operation. God is not going to go around this word because there's a protocol to getting your breakthrough. There's a protocol for that. The blood of Jesus stand. The blood of Jesus is what's giving us access to get that breakthrough. It's giving us access and it's the power that destroys the yoke, but we have to implement it just like you have to pray and to move heaven and earth, to bring heaven to earth, you, you, there's, you have to know exactly what you're doing. You have to know by the spirit of the Lord. Now, do we know all these things? Absolutely not. 
but just allow God to minister to you. Take your time. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't make it super deep and spooky. And and because God don't move like that. God wants you to know. God will put things in a form of where a child can understand. Okay. The more simple it is, the more it's God. So, and I, you're going to keep hearing me say that because I know some people that think, oh my God, this is coming as one more thing we got to do is one more thing. It's not even about that. It's about understanding the kingdom and what those keys are. This is a key. This operating in heaven's courts, that's one of the keys. So he said, I'm going to give you keys to the kingdom. Keys. What are those keys? This is one of the keys, guys. So that's, that's, I think that's the beginning of the courts of heaven. And then we'll come back in the next uh, part and we'll do some prayers for deliverance, um, depending on the situation and what God would have me to move and have me to do. Uh, we'll go in that direction. I didn't even read everything because I feel like it's a book and you can get the book on Amazon and you can really get a better understanding. And I don't want to sit here and read a book. You know, I want to be able to minister. So we'll come back next time in the next one and we'll do some prayers. Thank you so much for watching and you have a blessed day. Shalom.